Hi guys, my name is Girish Pelly, your host for today for Back to Basics. Now we have this guest again and again for the third time. And it seems like that she has a reward program for coming on Back to Basics. Her name is Dr. Julie and we're going to get Dr. Julie on, on board. Dr. Julie, thank you for coming on my show today. Again. I'm so glad to be back again. It is uh, crazy that we are meeting again and again uh, and over and over again. How excited are you to coming back on Back to Basics? Very. I'm really glad that we have more things to keep discussing and kind of getting the information out there. And I'm very grateful to have this venue to be able to get information to people. Yeah, absolutely. So what does Back to Basics mean to you? I know you have answered this several times, but today, what do you think uh, is what is Back to Basic for you? Since I know what we're going to talk about, I'm going to answer that in that context. And um, I think going back to basics means looking at how you formulated the things that you do today. Yeah. How did it come about that you do things this way and not that way? How did you decide how to approach things? And that is uh, what back to basics, I think, means today. Yeah. So the topic, thank you for that, uh, Dr. Julie. So today we're going to talk about uh many different things we're talking about sleeping and eating habits and uh enjoying every moment with the kids so let's talk about the kids for a second here and the moments so is it really a big issue uh, dr julie so i think it's not even so much an issue of what we're doing or what we're not doing it's the pressure we're putting on ourselves to be doing it differently so what a lot of people believe is that if I don't spend um, every minute that I'm available with my children, I'm somehow missing out or they're missing out or it's unfair to them. And even though parents are spending more time with their children now than they ever did, we feel like we spend less and less time. Yeah. So what I encourage people to do often is rather than create this picture perfect moment in your head that no one can ever live up to, what you do is instead work with the moment you have. So if you plan this amazing trip, um, I don't know, to a petting zoo for the week for, for your kid and they wake up that morning and they're like, nah, I'd just rather watch TV. Uh, instead of being super disappointed and feeling like you're being gypped out of this experience and or how ungrateful are they, really trying to focus on, okay, what can I salvage? What can we still do? Can we have fun doing something else? rather than getting so focused on this idea that we must enjoy every second that you're not really getting to enjoy any of it. Yeah, I mean, the way uh, my analogy about spending time with kids is like you go into a restaurant and you're ordering something really awesome, right? And what do we do? We just take a picture and put it on Instagram. We're not actually enjoying the moment with the food. So I think it's the same concept with the kids. I think we get so busy uh taking pictures and going out and all but you're actually not really spending time with the kids you're just taking in a picture presence. in their what's that you're being in their presence it's not the same thing exactly exactly presence. so is that shameful for us or is that how the society is now well i think it's, it's it becomes a balance right there's nothing wrong with remembering things or creating memories and social media in some ways is how we create memories these days sure right? it's the same way we used to create family albums that's right but it 
it's important that it's not instead of, but in addition to, or in the process of, right? So if your kids are playing, you don't want to stop them so you can get the picture perfect moment captured that isn't actually genuine. But if you're in a really special place and you want a picture of that place, there's nothing wrong with that. So I think without going overboard, everything is completely legitimate. Yeah, it's a shame that how uh, we used to try to spend time with the kids and now that we are in lockdown mode and well kind of out of it but it's still lockdown but it seems like we still sp spend less time with kids even though that they're still at home again the the research kind of shows that isn't actually true okay we, we just feel like we spend less time with the kids because we're constantly on time pressure and we constantly believe that we have to be running and we constantly believe that we have to be doing mm. um parents 50, 80 years ago, were actually spending less time with their kids and felt just as pressured to spend more time. So it doesn't, it's not about objectively how much time we're spending. It's about how we feel about the time we're spending. Yeah. So what I really encourage parents is give yourselves a break and spend quality time over quantity. So it's not how much time are you spending? It's what kind of time are you spending? Yeah. So it's better to have two hours of you know, reading books together or playing together rather than seven hours where everyone is, you know, um, trying to bother each other and just making sure they're all in the same space together. So is it the same thing as me spending time with kids and them helping me with my landscape work or sitting down watching TV? Is that considered spending time or is that saying, what What are we saying here? Are we, are we saying a different time together right it's any engagement yeah. that you're having together yeah it's doing things together it's being able to have those casual conversations you know sometimes the best conversations you have with kids are in the car because they're a captive audience and right they have nothing else to do but talk to you yeah as compared to when they can just kind of walk away and do their thing so absolutely getting them engaged in what your daily activities are is absolutely a way to spend time with the kids so, so guys, just keep in mind, because I'm a parent too, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Dr. Julie is too, that, you know, we tend to forget that, yes, we don't spend time with kids, but that's not true, is it? Because you sitting down with the kid and watching TV, yes, some people, they say that they're not talking to the kids, that is spending time, but that's not true, is there? There are a lot of activities that we both do, meaning myself and my kid, that is spending time and that's what dr julie's trying to say am i right on that dr julie Absolutely. yeah yeah thank you for that so regarding about sleep uh toddler uh, sleep habits okay so let me talk about sleep habits so the toddler teenage and elderly so how different are the the sleeping habits between the three so kids need so little kids need a lot of sleep Slightly older children actually need less sleep. So your school-age children, your you know third graders, your fifth graders actually need less sleep. And then teenagers need almost as much sleep as toddlers do. And then as people age, they tend to need less sleep, but actually it's a misnomer about you need eight hours, you need seven hours. You need whatever your body can produce and what you comfortably need, right? Sleep is a biological phenomenon. So just like not everybody needs the same number of calories in a day, it depends on their activity level, it depends on their biology. It's the same exact thing with sleep. Not everybody needs the same amount of sleep in a day. 
So, no. so you're saying between you and me, if I have a five hour sleep and you have eight, it, that does not mean that I'm going to more tired than I am. Exactly. Because you, your body may only be able to produce five hours of sleep and you're feeling rested and you're having good quality sleep. My body may be able to produce 10 hours of sleep and every morning I'm waking up to an alarm barely opening my eyes. Yeah. Which yeah. actually happens to be true. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a separate topic altogether. That's a separate topic altogether. But uh, if does it really mean by oversleeping? What, what, what does that mean when people, they say oversleeping and they get overly tired when they wake up so oversleeping isn't it's kind of right like not even like overeating right because you really can force yourself to eat more you can't force your body to sleep more than it needs right it's like when people say i'm going to make myself go to sleep well how exactly are you going to go do that what you know mechanism do you have for making that happen so it's not really about you doing anything it's you responding to your body right so what people and people don't make sleep up by sleeping longer people make up sleep by sleeping deeper but then so, with that example I, I guess i'll just pick up a book and then make myself go to sleep well sure but if your body wasn't tired you couldn't mm. right so what you're doing is you're creating so your body has what's called um, a sleep drive and a wake drive and as you go through the day, your wake drive declines, your sleep drive builds, right? So once you've built sleep drive, you will lay down, you close your eyes, you'll fall asleep, right? If you woke up a half hour ago, you could lay down with that same book and not go to sleep, right? So it's not the book that's making you go to sleep. It's the presenting the opportunity for your sleep drive to take over. Yeah, so I think it might be a, a different topic altogether of... Uh the book and the TV and making you go to sleep. I think it's more of uh, making you tired, not go to sleep. Well, actually, I can comment on that kind of quickly um, because what people believe is they actually can make themselves go to sleep. So people have sleep problems. If you ask them what they do to go to sleep, they will give you a 10 minute long ritual about every step they take. If you ask people who don't have sleep problems what they do to go to sleep, they won't even understand your question. They say, I'll, I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so what you're really doing is calming down, right? So reading a book as part of a nighttime ritual of calming down. Yeah. That's not the same thing as making yourself go to sleep. Yeah. Right. What you're actually should no, not do. And this is kind of why I wanted to make this comment is do things in bed. It, and this only applies if you have sleep problems. If you don't have sleep problems, you can do whatever you want. But if you have sleep problems, don't do things in bed other than sleeping. Because mm. what you're doing is you're teaching your body that this is where I watch TV, this is where I eat, this is where I read, this is where I do all sorts of things. Mm. And then it's called the light switch effect. You get into bed and all of a sudden you're awake, yeah. right? Because your yeah. body says, oh, it's time to watch TV instead of saying, oh, it's time to sleep. So, so the first treatment for sleep problems is actually get out of your bed and stop doing things in bed other than sleeping. Yeah, so what did we learn here? We learned here that toddler, teenager, and elderly, that does not mean that they get less sleep when you get older it actually means when your body actually needs more sleep or less sleep is that correct mm -hmm. yeah so i think i i think the rumors are that the older that you get the less sleep that you get and earlier you wake up but that's not true um it's very much just person specific uh, 
as people age, they tend to need less sleep. Yeah. But that is, again, completely person specific. Yeah. On average, that is true. Mm. But that is over a much longer period than, you know, people think. And there's no cutoff. It's not like at 50, I need this many hours. And at 60, I need that many hours. Yeah, exactly. Some people, they actually think, guys, just listen here, that when elderly, they wake up early, let's say five, six o'clock. Why don't you ask them what time they slept? Because it, just like what Dr. Julie said, it could be that's the time when the body wakes up, you know? So think about that for a second. So so that's what it is, right, Dr. Julie? Right. But, yeah. And they may be going to sleep at 10, right? So they may be getting seven hours of sleep. They just may be getting it 10 to 5. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And if that's how much sleep they need, then and that's the right time for them, then why push themselves later than they're comfortable and wake up any later than they would like? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's just the body and nothing else. Um, regarding about eating habits, is that a big issue? I mean, eating habits, I mean, I thought we, uh, the schools are stopping all the junk food and we're all nutrition uh, savvy nowadays as uh, everyone is all about good diet, bad diet and all that. Is that a big issue nowadays, Dr. Julie? So it is definitely a big issue and it's almost a big issue because of all the things you said, not, um, the things you said are part of the problem, not necessarily part of the solution. Um, okay. So, yes, people are more conscientious about eating habits. Mm -hmm. However, there's a difference between knowing something and doing something. Okay. People still very much do not necessarily like to do things about their diets. They just want to talk about them. Yeah. Right. So, for example, if you probably something you know that when you go to the supermarket, you're supposed to stay on the outside of the supermarket, right? Because your produce, your meats, your dairies are all on the outside. Your processed foods are on the inside, mm -hmm. right? So that knowing that, I bet you've been in, you know, in the middle aisles of the supermarket anyway, right? It's not like you didn't know that the better foods were outside, mm. right? So even though people know what would be optimal, then doesn't mean that they always do that. The second thing is we almost put such heavy um, emphasis on specific foods without really understanding that it's all about life habits, right? So there is no good food or bad food, right? There is, and I think this is a Sesame Street quote that I'm stealing, but there is um, all the time food and sometimes foods, right? So cake, it, there's nothing wrong with cake. You should just probably not make it the staple of your diet right? Because it's not going to supply you with the nutrients you need, mm -hmm. right? But similarly, you shouldn't make, I don't know, cucumbers the exclusively stable of your diet because you don't need that much cucumbers either, Yeah. right? And it's not that one is good and one is bad. It's just how much of which one would you need in your diet to be healthy. So does that mean that we should take uh, small quantities of everything to get your good nutrition in your uh, body? So you want to have a varied diet. Um, and when I say diet, I mean the stuff you eat, not the way we use the word diet to mean restricting food. Yeah. Generally, I don't advise dieting. I advise life changes, right? So, for example, if I am used to eating, um, if I'm unhappy with my current uh, health level and weight, right, and I'm looking to change that, instead of going on a diet, what I might recommend to somebody is if they're serving their dinners family style to the family where everybody kind of takes as much as they want, well, serve it as portions, right? And once you're done with your portion, you're done, right? Um, because we eat with our eyes. So if I keep seeing food, I'm going to keep eating the food, especially if it's great food. Yeah. Right? The other thing is don't judge yourself for every single thing you do. So if you have really wanted a cookie today, 
enjoy your cookie, right? If you're going to eat it anyway, you might as well enjoy it without making yourself feel guilty about it, mm. right? I, I, what I really like people to focus on is living healthy lives and identifying for themselves what that means to them and how to make that possible. So it is probably unlikely that you will never touch ice cream again. So, so does that mean that let's say I get a cookie or an ice cream, but then I don't do any naughty stuff later on? Well, I, I want you to change that idea of the not naughty stuff, right? It's just, this is what I really wanted. And so that's why I really had it. I didn't have it because it was in the house. I didn't have it because I must have cookies every day. I had it because I really wanted a cookie and I really enjoyed my cookie. And then if later I, you know, I will make decisions to counteract the fact that I've already had some kind of empty. But, but, today. but with that, with, with that cookie example, that's a lot of sugar in my body to, right. to enjoy. I probably don't want to need any, so my body probably doesn't need any more sugar today. Yeah. So I'm going to give my body what else it needs. Right, right. right. So trying to think of it as a holistic body experience rather than good cookie, bad cookie. Hmm. So I, I think what, what we're trying to say is don't do diet, do nutrition. I think that's do life changes. and do life changes, life habits, rather than changing, you know, changing how you shop, changing what kind of food is in your house, changing how the family eats, rather than specifically, you know, I only eat orange foods today or whatever, mm. the bad diet of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, the main focus is supposed to be behavior of how you eat. Uh, behavior of how you sleep and 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 I guess behavior of how to have good mo with the kids and I think that that that's your I, I think that's the theme of the day actually the the theme of the day should be called uh, mindset uh, because you you need to have your mindset set for a certain food that you want to eat sleep and spending time with a uh, quality moment with kids and and uh, spouses and everyone else so I think uh, that's uh, that's very uh, thoughtful of that. So regarding obese is a big issue. So how do you how do you how do you help a person with with that uh, problem? Same way, same way. We identify what behaviors are currently leading them to eat in a way that isn't getting them to their goal. Right? Yeah. It's first figuring out what their goal is. Yeah. And if their goal is to be of a different weight, then we figure out what is the behavior that is getting them to the weight they need. We track the things they're doing right now. And then you put in changes to lead to different behavior. Right. Yeah, we yeah. first identify the behavior and then we change it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Julie, for uh, today. I know that you are on a time, uh, time crunch and uh, everything else. But any last words before we uh, let you go today? I'd like to encourage everyone to be cognizant of what they do and how they got to be doing what they do and believe that they can change the things that will make them healthier and happier. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Julie, for uh, coming on my show and making this uh, day brighter. And it, it seems like I have to send you a rewards program of uh, you coming here for the third time. Uh, a, punch a, a punch card. I think I'll send you a punch card, electronic punch card. Uh, but thank you again for coming on my show. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Dr. Julie. We spoke about the sleeping habits, the eating habits, the the spending time moments with the kids. Uh, it seems like not a lot of people knew that they were actually spending time with the kids. 
no one actually knew about the sleeping habits that the body actually needs. It's not about what time and how long it should be when you get older. None of that stuff. It's all about the body. And the third thing is all about eating habits. You gotta indulge on certain things, but you gotta balance out uh, throughout your life. That's what it is. And here's a quote of the day uh, from Back to Basics today. And the quote of the day is, it's up to you today to start making healthy choices, not choices that are just healthy for your body, but healthy for your mind. So guys, as usual, as always, there is, remember, everything life goes back to basics and that's what we did today guys guys take care god bless see you next week and keep on subscribing and commenting good or bad either way it will make my show strong day by day back to basics is not going anywhere it is here to stay guys take care god bless see you next week next week's episode on back to basics on your caregiver who your caregiver was and, and that's how these attachment cells um, get, get developed. Mm. They can change over time. But uh, understanding attachment cells help me to stay separate from, you know, my culture, my religious beliefs, or any of those things. Like putting that onto a person so it keeps me separated. Because I, I, I know my attachment cell, and it's just getting to know that person's attachment cell that helps me to understand them better and help them to. Um, Help them to understand themselves better, know what their triggers are.